Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready for another episode of Mike Cazola's Real Estate Investing That Works? Making money in real estate has never been easier. To get started now, go to TeachMeMike.com. You're listening to Mike Gazzola's Real Estate Investing That Works. I'm Kerry Lutz. So, Mike, uh, many people don't buy these foreclosures or these tax deed sales because they're really concerned about the condition of the property, afraid of handyman specials, that type of thing. How do you address that? Because obviously you've dealt with hundreds of these. And have you ever gotten a house that looks like it's been bombed out? I sure have. And because... I know exactly where to look and what to do and how to get these properties remodeled cost effectively, that that's what I show you how to do. So if your comfort level is buying a property that's already in great condition, that's move in ready, you know what? You're just going to pay a higher percentage on the dollar for that property. If you're willing to take, they, they say handymen specials and properties that need work. The great thing about those is you might pay half of what the property's worth or a quarter of what the property's worth. And with the power of the internet nowadays, before you even make the decision to purchase, I show you how you can get people out there for free. Get pictures of the property, get quotes, know exactly what you're going to spend to remodel that property or put it on its feet, like I like to say. You're going to know exactly what that's going to cost you before you ever make your decision to purchase. You see, with the power of the internet, you know, these Angie's List and Craigslist, there's people that are clamoring to do this work for you. I'll send two, three people out. You know, if you said, Mike, I want you to do this process right now in Houston, Texas. I actually haven't been to Houston, Texas, but I could do it right now with you on the computer. We could pick a random property. I could tell you what it's going to cost to paint it, whether or not it needs a new roof. Does it need new windows? Does it need landscaping? Does it need paint? These are all things that I teach you how to do and how to do it cost effectively. So you don't need to be scared if a property requires work. You just make sure that not only do you get it for you know, say the repairs are $6,000, $8,000. You don't want to just get it for $8,000 less than what you'd pay for a remodeled one. You don't want to get it for twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 less than what you'd pay for a remodeled one. So this way you're making even more money for doing the work, if that makes sense. That way you're looking at these properties. Obviously, you don't want something that's just a pile of rubble, but you encourage people to always go out and take a look at the property or have somebody inspect it before they bid on it, right? That's right. I mean, it's just not possible for me to look at every single property that's available out there. So what I do is I'll have to send people out there. I'll have to get an evaluation. Now, I don't need to hire inspectors and spend three, $400 for you to tell me every little... I want to know what it's actually going to cost me. So I get the guy that's going to be painting the house if I decide to have it painted. I get the guy that's going to put the roof on. I get the guy that's going to do the windows, that's going to do the landscaping so that I have concrete numbers. 
And these people will go out there for free. I show you exactly how to do it, how to get multiple people to go look at your property in a moment's notice. If the auction was tomorrow, I would have quotes today. And I show you exactly how to do it. This way I can make a calculated decision. What's the after remodel value? You know, the ARV, what is that value of a property? How much work do I need to put into it? And then I want to make substantially more for me having to go through the effort of having it remodeled. Not that it's difficult, but there's a difference. You know, I might pay 70, 80 cents on the dollar for a property that's truly turnkey, truly moving. But I might want to pay 30, 40, 50 cents on the dollar after repair value for a property that I'm going to have to make sure the work gets done to. Not that I'm going to go swing the hammer. I don't do that. But I am going to make sure it gets remodeled cost effectively. And that's what I show you how to do. What about neighborhoods? How do you figure out uh, the quality of a neighborhood that a property that you're looking at is as far as whether you're interested or whether you want to stay away from it? Well, so you always got to remember one thing. You know, a lot of the students I train, you know, they're, you know, in the beginning before they've really understood the process, you know, they're putting in the back of their head that they're going to live in the place maybe one day. And I, you know, I always got to tell them, say, hey, come on, you got to know you're not going to ever live in this property. It's about dollars and cents. So you're not going to go into these war zones and buy properties that are in absolutely deplorable neighborhoods. But I've found the, the neighborhoods that are the middle of the road are typically the most profitable. So as long as you're always remembering that it's an investment, it's about dollars and cents, base your your decision making, your investment decision making on dollars and cents. So if the property's worth $100,000, you don't say, well, I don't like the neighborhood. Well, would you like the neighborhood a little more if you could buy it for $20,000 and it's worth a hundred? You know, I'd like the neighborhood a lot better. I mean, that's just me. So the rule is you're not buying it as a place for yourself, for you yourself to live in. You're buying it as an investment and you don't want a war zone, but you're not buying uh, the Waldorf Astoria either. That's right. Always bear in mind that when you invest your money, you're investing to make a profit. So if you want to invest in the Waldorf Astoria, you know, or you want to invest in, say, Beverly Hills, you know, hey, you, you might pay 99 cents on the dollar and have no meat on the bone, but invest in an area that's more middle of the road, you know, and go with your comfort level, right? You got to remember the better the neighborhood, the more competition you're typically going to have. So I really like the middle of the road and sometimes a little lower than the middle of the road because I've found you get tremendous rental income, a higher return on your investment, more equity in the property. If you're just, if you leave it open, you know, if you just, if you're willing, I wouldn't say be willing to take a risk, but willing to invest in an area where you might not want to live yourself. And remember that it's an investment property. Remember you're buying it to make a profit and you're not buying it to live in it. Now, what about older properties that might require bigger repairs or more rehabilitation? How do you factor that into the equation? Well, you know, I'm not scared of older homes. I mean, me personally, I like to be in and out real quick. So I personally, I'm happy to pay a little bit more for newer properties. But at the same time, if I can steal an older property, then I'm more than happy to do that too. Because you got to remember, you know, the newer properties, you know, if you're buying something built in the last 10 years and you're, you're doing it online and you're doing this remotely using one of these techniques I teach you. The idea is that typically if a house is less than 10 years old, you know, your roof is good. You know, your plumbing's good, your electric, your windows, you know, you know, these things are typically going to be pretty good on the property. And 
the amount of time that you're holding it. Because remember too, it's not just about making a profit. Making a, a smaller profit that only takes you say three weeks is different than making a bigger profit that might take you three months. Because you got to remember those funds are working for you over and over again in those three months rather than just tying up say $20,000 and three months later you might get back 45000 right? What if you could tie up 30000 get 45000 back, tie up another 30000 get 45000 back, tie up another 30000 you, you, you see where I'm going with this? You know, the, the faster you work those funds, that's also because your time is very important too. So time and money, you know, think of it like a, you know, like you're looking at a, you know, a graph here, you know, time and money, you know, so if you're going to tie up more time, you better make a lot more money. If you ha can tie up a lot less time, you would take a lot less money, right? Because now your funds are working for you over and over again instead of just once. What's the key to making a fast sale? How do you uh, flip these properties in uh, the fastest or the shortest possible time? Well, you know, one tip I could tell you guys, you know, the, the, if you're selling online using one of these techniques and one of these websites that I teach you, then the lower price point is always going to sell quicker than the higher price point. The reason that is, is because there's a lot more investors out there. You know, if you bought a property, say for 25000 just like the very first property I ever bought, I paid 25000 for it. The fact that I only needed to sell it for 45000 made my sale a lot quicker because there's a lot more people out there that can afford to invest 45000 cash than could invest $400,000 cash. So if I was, even though I might have gotten a great deal, if I bought a property for $300,000 that's worth $400,000, sure, there might be a $100,000 spread there. And hey, that's great. I mean, a lot of investors do that. A lot of students I, I've taught actually do that. They, they like tying up the bigger dollar amounts. But you got to understand that's typically going to take you longer to sell. Because if you're looking for a quick sale, you're going to want to sell for cash. You're going to want to do it online. Just like I teach you to do, you're going to want to you know, prepare the deeds yourself, which might sound scary, but remember, it's a two-page document. It's very simple. There's all kinds of websites out there, these legal Zooms and all that. You know, I, I show you guys how to get whatever forms you need for your state and simply you fill it out, you notarize it. And on a cash deal, it's very simple like that. You quick claim it over and that's it. Now, the more expensive properties might require somebody who's going to buy it to get a mortgage. You know, these things take time. You got to go through the title. You know, the, all these things, you got to remember time is money, right? I mean, everybody knows that time is money. So if I'm going to spend a lot more time on a property, I need to make a lot more money. But the key to a quick sale for me is always buying it for pennies on the dollar, getting a substantial deal, putting it out to a worldwide audience and having people compete against my property rather than me going out there trying to say, hey, you know, Carrie, you should buy my property. I don't do that. I post it. I let people contact me. People come to me to purchase my property, bid against each other. I love these online auctions because you spend very little money in marketing and there's a number of auction sites out there that are tremendous. You know, I've been the number one seller on the number one residential site in the country. And I've sold on one website alone, you know, over $6 million of these cheap properties, you know, on one website alone. And that's just one of the techniques I teach you guys. But, 
If I was selling million dollar properties, that would never happen because the chance of you selling, getting a million dollar cash offer with a three day closing is going to be pretty slim. Now on a $45,000, $50,000 house, that's very realistic that you get somebody who wins the auction, sends you the money in three days, you convey the deed. None of this stuff, it might seem scary at first guys, but once you've done one, once you've done three, once you've done 10, then 50, then 100, it's like breathing air. And it's only because I've done this for the last 12 years and hundreds of transactions that I'm able to teach you guys how to do this. When you're uh, selling it yourself and you don't use a real estate broker, obviously you're saving substantial amounts in in transaction costs. You're saving 6% commissions, right? That's right. You see the, you got to know there's a lot of these third parties, you know, I call them the middlemen that are looking to whittle away your profit. They're looking to take pieces of your profit, whether it's taking 6% on the realtor's end, whether it's attorney fees to write a two-page document for you, whether it's uh, different inspectors and a appraisers and all these things, you know, they all cost money. So when you can do these things yourselves and cut out the middlemen, that's a a lot of the reason why I like to deal with the cheaper properties. You know, after I made well into the seven figures by investing in real estate, a lot of people would ask, Mike, why are you still messing with these $40,000, $50,000 houses? And I said, listen, that's my comfort level. That's what I've done hundreds of times. That's what I'm able to purchase and cost effectively make a massive profit, do it quickly, and have multiple deals. See, I'd rather have 20 deals at $40,000 working for me. That's 20 different transactions I have out there rather than one transaction at 800,000. That's me because now I have 20 different avenues. I have 20 different, out. you know, I have thousands and thousands of people that see these listings, that see my advertisements, and it doesn't cost you a lot of money. You know, I got one site alone that it cost you $10 to post a property, and you're gonna get hundreds or thousands of people looking at your property, inquiring about it, emailing you. What I like is the buyers to come to me rather than me going to the buyers. And I guess there's a lot less back and forth when you're dealing with websites than when you're dealing with real estate brokers too, much more efficient. That's right, you know, I, I don't even put my phone number You know, when I'm listing a property for sale, I don't even put my phone number. If you have a question, you can send me an email. I'll respond to it. Now, when they win the auction, I don't mind talking to the folks. But to me, it would simply be a waste of my time to answer 30, 40 phone calls on a piece of property. So I simply don't put my phone number there. Now, if somebody emails me, says, you know, I just got a couple questions. You know, I'd like to ask you a couple things. Sure, I don't mind to pick up the phone. That's me controlling the conversation. You see, when you're at your son's soccer game or, you know, you're eating dinner with your family. I mean, who wants their phone ringing and, you know, you're scram- you know, they're catching you off guard. You know, you're answering the, oh, uh, hello. And then, oh, I'm lo- no, I want to control the conversation. So send me an email. I'll respond to you while I'm prepared. I have all my numbers, all my information right in front of me. Because when you own more than 40 properties like I do, it's not like you know everything about every property on the top of your head. Send me an email. Now I'll call you and I'll be prepared for that conversation. This way, when they're talking to me, I know exactly what to answer. All the questions are very simple. And then my success rate is very high. You know, people talk to me, they see my properties, they've seen my history. But even on my very first deal, if you have a good product, you will sell that product. And if you buy a property so far under market value, you will succeed. One final question. So you're not a fan of using leverage, are you? Not at all. You know, a lot of people tell me, you know, Mike, I mean, you can pull millions of dollars in loans out on these properties. Well, you, you sh- sure you could, right? But that's just more debt servicing. That's more interest that I'd have to pay. I rather, whatever I'm working with, whatever your comfort level is, tie up that much cash 
And don't worry about paying interest and closing fees and loan fees. And, you know, you'll get nickel and dime to death by paying fees, by paying third parties, by giving other people your ultimate profit. So I'm a firm believer, and that's just me. You know, a lot of people would argue saying, no, 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 if you buy a property that's worth 100000 you know, you should pull out 80000 on that and move it on to the next deal. And you know what? You know what? I respond to that. I say, well, that's how a lot of people got in trouble in 2006, 2007. They leveraged the heck out of their houses. Then they lost everything. I got to tell you, I love the real estate crash. I mean, I don't mean that to offend anybody because I know a lot of people were hurt by this, but it was the best buying opportunity because I had no debt on my properties. I was able to simply buy more properties and I didn't have to worry about, oh my gosh, the property's going down. I have to liquidate it. I'm going to lose money. I'm over leveraged. You know what happens if you if you have a 80% loan on your property and the property goes down 30%, you know what? You're upside down. That bank's going to take that property or you're going to keep throwing good money after bad money. So that's my take on it. Rather than leverage myself, why not simply invest what I'm able to work with without overextending myself, start off on a smaller scale and work your way up to the bigger deals. Makes sense. And prices went down much more than uh, rents went down. So you got your head that much further. That's right. I mean, you know, to give you just a, a, a real quick basic example, there's a property I bought in South Florida that sold for about 240000 And I was able to purchase that property for 37000 And you know, when the property was 240,000, the rent was about 1250 a month. Well, I'm getting 750 a month. So the property went down by what? Uh, 70%, but the rents went down, you know, maybe 30%, 40%. So that's absolutely right. I mean, now is a tremendous time to be a landlord. There's a lot of people out there that are fed up with home, home ownership and they're more than happy to rent. And if you have a little bit of money saved up, or if you don't have a little bit of money saved up, start small purchase some things on the low end, work your way up to the bigger deals, and then you're able to purchase properties for cash and supplement your rental income. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to flip properties. You know, a lot of people that I've trained, a lot of people that I've mentored are looking just to supplement their income, whether that's making an extra $2,000 a month, an extra $5,000 a month, or an extra $20,000 a month. It's simply a numbers game. If you're looking to supplement your income, I can show you how to do that. No matter how much you want to supplement it, I can show you how to do that in a year. All right, Mike. And I'm sure you're going to want to find out more. Mike, where do you go? You can go to teachmemike.com. It's all right there for you. You can get started right now. To get started now, go to teachmemike.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 